everybody, and welcome to Hands on Health. I am Dr. Patrick Frain. And I'm Dr. Susan Frain. And we have a wonderful podcast for you today on falling asleep and staying asleep, which is something that doesn't sound very difficult to do, but it affects a lot of people. And yes, it does. Do our, you want my stats? Our Bond girl stats galore here has the stat <laughs> on how many people do sleeping disorders affect. 70 million U.S. adults per year. 70 million per stats galore. So that's a lot of people. 70 million people that have um, common sleep disorders, which, which really affect them. So uh, this isn't a podcast that we were going to put you to sleep uh, not, listening I to. But the goal with it is that we're going to help you with some awesome strategies to how do you fall asleep and how do you stay asleep in a society that is just constantly bombarding us with with all sorts of things. So uh, let's get right into it everybody and so let's talk about these these common sleep disorders. You said there were there were a few of them that we wanted to cover. Uh, There's a handful. Uh, You you can put them in different categories basically. There's the acute sleep deprivation. That's something that we've all encountered. That's something like uh, we stayed out partying a little too late although at this age yeah no late for me is like eight o'clock. So I'm thinking like you know back in college days or we were staying up late studying for an exam and you know you've got that it's one or two days where you've lost some sleep you go into more chronic sleep deprivation now we're talking about months on end Mm -hmm. and now i'm thinking of the new parents where the kid just won't sleep. Yep, absolutely. The, the, the little newborn that's crying, 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 absolutely. And, and just is just is up. And the parents are like zombies just trying to, to move through their lives mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. It's something that we all hope as new parents is going to end, and it usually does. It does at age 18. It, well, no, because then we're losing sleep because we don't know where they That's are. That's true. Then they're and, off at college. We're worried about them and, getting and home. Know. And yeah, so it never ends. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it does end. I promise. I promise. We're going to help you end your sleep deprivation today. Absolutely. Okay, so looking at that, you know, I, when I hear sleep deprivation, you know, I, I start thinking of I, I fall asleep and then I'm up and that's insomnia. So, you know, there's, there's so much to cover on this. Um, but, you know, what are some of these, these causes of these sleep disorders and, and this insomnia? I mean, what really is, why are people so plagued by this? Yeah, we're going to focus mainly on insomnia. You know, there are other things like sleep apnea, a a medical issue. There are things like narcolepsy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are things that we're not going to touch on today. We're going to touch on kind of the broad strokes. We're going to touch on insomnia, which is basically uh, you're having trouble getting to sleep, you're having trouble staying asleep, or you're waking up really early and then you can't get back to sleep again, or or you're just kind of up for the day because why not? It's four o'clock in the morning. Let's get going, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Causes, um, there can be a lot. There's a plethora of causes. So there can be medical conditions like Alzheimer's, for example, um, or things like depression. Depression, uh, if you look at the literature, depression can actually cause insomnia or insomnia can cause depression. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a chicken or the egg type thing. Um, So it's things like that. But there are a lot of things that we can do, a lot of things that we're doing that mess up our sleep. Um, If we have a poor schedule where we're constantly changing shifts at work, for example. Which happens with a lot of people. Yes, we see a lot of people where they're working third shift one week, the next week is second shift, Mm -hmm. and, and they vary. That is extremely hard on the body. Right. Um, but there can be other things that we're doing, like uh, we're eating poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing. Or eating too late. Eating too mm-hmm. late is a very, very big thing. Um, spending time in bed awake. Maybe we're watching TV. Uh, maybe we've got uh, our phone and we're 
you know, right. going through the different social media for hours on end. And I always think, in, and in that watching TV example, you know, one of the things we hear in the practice a lot here is the different types of shows people like to watch. And I think, you know, it's what you're watching, you know, before you're going to bed. You yes, know, I that mean, can make a very big difference I'm a well. big fan of if you're going to watch something before you go to bed, make it a comedy, make it something light, make it something that you're not going to be dwelling on while you sleep. Because I do believe that that subconscious is going to be trying to figure out who the murderer is if you're, you know, watching <laughs> some, you know, forensic crime show, uh, you're, or you know, a horror flick. or a horror flick. You know, let let's watch some some dice them up movie. Uh, you know, and you say it doesn't affect me, but I think it does. I think that does weigh on your subconscious and then you wind up staying awake from that. So yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Uh, that can be a form of stress. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're if creating you a stress. Into, you're creating a stress, mm -hmm. yes. You're the cause of your own stress. And, well, we do that a lot anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we'll sit and dwell on things. We'll be trying to go to sleep and our minds are just racing. Uh, there are things that we can do for that as well. Um, let's see, not getting enough exercise is another really big thing. Um, we can also have nutrient deficiencies of vitamin D, for example, magnesium, um, iron levels. There are all sorts of things that can also contribute to poor sleep. Mm -hmm. Does dehydration have anything to do with that? Well, okay, so dehydration. Uh, dehydration is a bad thing in and of itself. However, at the same time, we should not be drinking within a couple of hours of bedtime because now you've got an issue. You're getting up every few hours That's right. to pee. That's right. And no kidding, you're not sleeping because your bladder's waking you up because you drink too much. But I think you can see where this really affects you in a very delicate balance mm -hmm. because in one side, if you're dehydrated, that could cause you not to sleep because your cells aren't regenerating properly. And if you overhydrate before you sleep, you're getting up every couple hours to use the bathroom. Yeah, be careful. So it's, it's this, it's just this delicate, delicate balance, yeah. delicate exactly. balance. Exactly. Okay. Um, what about what about people's medications and things like that? How often should they be checking their medications to see what what issues those might cause? Well, and that's something you know. As we start heading into uh, how to get a better night's sleep, one of the biggest things I talk to patients about is going on Drugs.com and taking all of your, your bottles of medication and you can throw it into the search engine and there's a patient area in there that you can click on and you can look and see, does the medication you're on, could that affect your sleep? Mm -hmm. And if it does, you may wanna have a conversation with your medical doctor. Anytime you change medications, you wanna hop on there or at least read the insert that you get, which can be a little bit much. Yeah, and, and the insert's reading stereo instructions. If you wanna get to sleep, maybe read your oh, drug insert and it will idea. put you to sleep. Uh, yeah, put that as number one. That's yeah. right, that's right. But I do like this drugs.com yes. uh, idea because it is something that is, is not gonna be reading one point font, um, at, you know, on a piece of paper that unfolds to the size of a city map. Um, but I do like that there is a that is a great resource that you Absolutely. can go on and see is my medication potentially causing me some insomnia issues yes. or or pro prohibiting me from falling asleep in the, in the first place. And that could be a really easy fix. You're you know you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, three of my medications can cause insomnia. Mm -hmm. You're on the phone to your pharmacist or to your medical doctor right away going, hey, oh, I'm having some trouble here. Can we change things up? Yep. So that could be an easy fix. Awesome. Yeah. Want to head into some more? I'd love to do more. Oh, let's do more. So one of the best things that we always talk about in our practice is finding the cause of a problem. Mm -hmm. So if you can find the cause of your sleep disorder or sleep deficiency, then that's going to be easiest to solve. Because you're like, okay, it's my medication. No problem. We can get that changed. That's easy. 
but we don't always know what the cause is. So that's when we have to start trying things, mm -hmm. and, and it can often be a trial and error. So we're going to go through a whole bunch of things right now. My top, my like top ten list. Ooh, top ten. Top ten. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. All Let's right. Go. We already did drugs.com. We did. Yeah. So check. Next, create an optimal sleep environment. Okay. This can be a whole long drawn out thing here because one of the first things that people ask when they walk in the door is, what kind of mattress should I have? We get that all the time. Yes, like we are mattress salespeople. Oh I, I never understand that. When we were in school, we covered mattresses like for a minute and a half of our, of our you know, education. Yes. And, and, and suddenly we are like people that work down the street at the mattress store. It's, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit tough. But I can understand. You know, we're, you know, we're chiropractors. It's all about yep. your good posture when you're sleeping. Yep. And, and we're going to have a whole podcast on that because people have actually requested it. They exactly. want to know what am I supposed to sleep on. Exactly. But we can't get into it too much detail no. now. So... I'm going to give you kind of like the, the bottom line, which you know is my favorite thing, uh, and get to, the, get to the point, man. So a medium to a medium firm mattress is generally going to be best for everyone. But it also depends on how you sleep. Do you sleep on your side? Do you sleep on your back? Do you sleep on your stomach? If you sleep on your stomach, stop it. Easier said than done. Or at least bring your leg over and make it a half no! side, half stomach. Twist your spine. Stop it. If you, if you can't break habits, you got to have a good night. I know. Sleep. It's really, really hard. So if you're a stomach sleeper, you want something that's more firm. If you are a side sleeper, you want something that's a little uh, more medium mm -hmm. because you're going to kind of dip into that a little bit. And if you're a back sleeper, a little kind of more like medium firm type thing. Um, your pillow is also very important. Mm -hmm. If you're a side sleeper, the distance between your bed and your neck when you're sleeping on your side is larger yep. than the distance between your bed and your neck when you're sleeping on your back. So you want a thicker pillow if you're sleeping on your side, thinner pillow if you're sleeping on your back. Mm -hmm. Again, preferably not on the stomach, but yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a debate. And, and you know, it's it's within our profession, it's a debate. And I think even, you know, just in our household, it's a debate. You, you really have to wake up feeling refreshed. If someone says, I, if someone comes into me and they say, I sleep on my stomach every single night and I wake up and I'm the most refreshed person in the world and I get through my day and I feel phenomenal, I feel like a million bucks, it's really hard to say you should be sleeping on your back. And then they sleep on their back and they say, Doc, I was up all night. And, and you know, so yeah, it, it's, the it's of it, it is. It, it's very, very difficult yeah, to, to look at exactly. that. Exactly. That is very tough. But we know, okay, an optimal sleep environment. So we've, we've talked bed, we've talked pillows. You need to be careful with light and sound. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it is kind of hard. I think of our daughter in a dorm room, mm -hmm. and it's not always easy. If you've got a, a night owl of a roommate or someone who's up studying late, they might need to have some lights on. So you might need to have a, a little mask over your sure. eyes. Uh, sound, uh, trying to have all of the noise uh, completely gone is sometimes challenging. Mm -hmm. So perhaps having a sound machine. Yep, sound machines um, you, work really yeah, well. Yeah, you usually mm -hmm. don't want one that's like the jungle or something. Right. There's monkeys <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Don't, don't feel like you're at the oh, zoo. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. But you do want to try to take care of sound. Or, or if your mm -hmm. partner is a snorer, you know. Having, like me. Like, mm -hmm. yes. Well, like this yep. right here, yes. Yep. So sometimes you need that sound machine to kind of drown that out. But you want something that's more like white noise yep. is going to be best. And another one that I'm going to add in here is temperature, too. I think yes. you really have to look at temperature and, you know, a cooler environment is typically better. And, and this may be a discussion that you have to have with your bed partner to find out what's the temperature that you're going to agree on. But typically, 
being cozy under a bunch of covers, you're going to sleep more soundly than if you're cooking and you're on top of the covers. Absolutely. Uh, so we have so we have that. So we've got generally speaking between like 68 and 72 degrees yeah, at the most. Yeah, and, and I think 72 at at the most. Yeah. You know, for, That's for sure. Pushing it, okay, so we've got the optimal sleep environment. What's next? Uh, keeping electronics out of the bedroom. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness gracious! This is a conversation I have with patients a lot, um, where they are sleeping with their phone right next to their mm -hmm. head. Um, you have electromagnetic frequencies. We know that those EMFs um, do actually play with our brain. They play with our pineal glands. They can actually decrease our melatonin levels. Um, we, there's still more research that needs to be done to find out how big of a problem this is, but we know it is a problem. You should not sleep with your phone next to your bed. Mm -hmm. it, you just shouldn't. It needs to at least be on the other side of the room. I understand people come in and say, but I use that as my alarm clock. Get a different alarm yeah, clock. You can buy an alarm clock. Just buy an alarm clock. Plug it in right. and stick it next to your bed. Because remember, for decades and decades and decades, you know, you didn't have a phone. You didn't have a cell Correct. phone. You know, when I was in high school, that's when beepers were coming out. They didn't even yeah. have the phone. If you had a phone, you were an executive in a corporation, and it was $100 a minute to have a phone that was in a bag that had an antenna on it. <laughs> you know, somehow yeah. now we can't live without our phones. Right? But for years... Your parents and your grandparents had an alarm clock, you know, next to the bed, and, I had and, and a they bugler. yeah, bugler, and they and they they slept a lot better than you're sleeping now. Heck yeah. So so for sure. And there's for also sure. those watches. Yeah, mm -hmm. people are oh, you know, I got such and such many hours of sleep. There are people that actually end up with anxiety because they're yes. so worried about well, how did I sleep? Oh, I didn't sleep so good. And and but Take see, this is watch. but this is the thing. Why do you need it? And, I, and that's, what I, that's what I'm at. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this on YouTube, why do you need that? Why do you need a corporation to tell you how many times you turned over, how many times you slept, how many times you breathed, how many times you did this and that? I, I don't understand how for you know, thousands of years human beings slept and got a good night's sleep without a device on your wrist telling, telling you them. exactly yeah. <laughs> every statistic of, of when you woke up. And, exactly. and I think that creates anxiety. And if it, you have anxiety, yeah. you're not going to sleep. That's exactly. Yes, exactly. You're creating your own problem. So that is, let me see, did I forget anything? We talked about temperature. Uh, <laughs> encourage pets and children to sleep in their own bed. That's right. You That's know, right. I know it's nice. I, I did co-sleeping when my kids were really young, but, I, you know, eh. They need their own beds. There's a foot in the face, right. you know. Come and on. and if you have a ninety pound dog, it's 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 going <laughs> to be it's going to be an it's going to be an issue. And you're like it's going to be an issue. The other side of the bed. Yep. Um, the other thing you may want to consider is essential oils. Mm -hmm. um, there are multiple essential oils that are helpful at relaxing the body. Things like lavender, ylang ylang, bergamot, valerian, and chamomile. Uh, those are the top five that can help create a sleep environment. And, and would, and would you put those in a diffuser? Yes, exactly. Okay. And put those in a diffuser. I mean, you can put them topical, um, but a diffuser is mm -hmm. better for that. Good. Good. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. Next. What do we got? Exercise. Exercise. Get off your butt. Yeah. Get off your butt, man. Exercise. Super duper important to helping to align your circadian rhythm, which we're going to talk about shortly. Um, but that can help, but it's better to exercise earlier. Okay. Don't exercise too close to bedtime. You don't want to get that heart pumping and then you're like, okay, time for bed. And your heart's like, dude, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me here? 
Uh, so that's exercise. For sure. Um, eating earlier, I think you had mentioned. Um, we, we talk a lot about this, and this is yeah. a big problem that people come in with because in a previous podcast, we talked about how families are so busy and how everyone's mm-hmm. on the go so much, and you're you're getting home late. You know, yes. you're, you're walking the door at 7.30, and, uh, you know, bedtime for the kids might be 8.30, and you might have to go to bed at 9 to get up at 5 to go be at work at 6 or leave for work at 6. It's very difficult. So we're yep. eating as a society later and later. But I encourage you, you know, it's not your fault. You're thinking in your mind, God, why, why can't I sleep? You're not really realizing how late you're eating. Correct. And your body, it's very, very difficult on your system. And you think, yeah, but everyone's doing it. I know, and that's why everyone's not sleeping because people that's are... That's why 70 million people are That's right. Sleeping. And I bet you 70 million people are not eating at a classic uh, 1960s black and white movie dinner time, you know, with Five with, with, with little dinner Meals napkins. Yeah, it's it's not like that. It's, exactly. it's, it's just not. So, well, you know, you think about it, you eat this meal, and then all of a sudden your digestive system kicks into high gear, well, you're using that energy or your body has awakened now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really should be eating two to three hours before bedtime. So, so let's use that as the rule. Two to three hours before bedtime, work backwards. What time do I need to go to bed? Subtract ideally three hours from that and see if you can, see if you can make it work. Exactly. Do you think it's better along those lines? Do you think it's better to go to bed a little bit later to allow for that two to three hours? Or depends on how late you're talking, because now if we're starting to cut off your sleep, if you're not able to make that up, you know, if we're talking a half an hour, that might not be a big deal. Okay. If we're talking an hour and a half, that could be a huge yeah, hour and a half is too much. So, so 30 minutes, good hour and a half Maybe. bad. Yeah, it depends. And it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. And that's what this entire podcast is about. It, it, we need to remember that all of these things we're discussing are not necessarily going to work for everybody who's listening. Right. Every single person is different in finding out what the cause of your particular sleep issues yep. is, is most important. Yep. What are, what are some, what are some relaxation techniques that people can do um, just to kind of slow themselves down at the end of the day and they can just kind of get, get themselves to a point where, you know, they, they really feel like I'm ready to go to bed. That's a great question. There are several things that I know I've tried in the past and then do now. There are things like Yoda, yoga, Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. <laughs> uh, there are things like yoga, mm-hmm. uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, uh, there's actually a frequency. You can get this on your phone, which, again, don't have your phone by, your, your, phone bed, by your bed. But you can have it across the room and turn this on. But there's a frequency, a sound frequency um, it's an app you can get that helps to relax the mind, to, mm-hmm. to shut it down, um, which is very helpful. Progressive muscle relaxation mm-hmm. is another thing. So laying in bed and literally just thinking to yourself, uh, my feet are so heavy. You start at the bottom, you work your way up, and you think of that, and you tighten up all of the muscles in your feet, and then you relax them. You move up your legs. You move up to the thighs. You move up to your core. You move all the way on up. Uh, usually by the time I get to my core, I'm asleep. Right. Um, but that is a, a very helpful way to get to sleep is progressive relaxation technique. Which, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And and what about some some natural sleep aids? Because I do have a question on on one of those. When oh, you're we jumping get to ahead, it. my friend. So we're gonna we're gonna back you up a little bit. We're gonna talk about. Um, Uh, nutrient levels, because that can be one of them. So nutrient levels, checking your magnesium levels. So one of the biggest things uh, with insomnia is restless leg syndrome. Mm -hmm. And when we've had patients come in with that in the office, one of the first things we talk to them about is their magnesium levels, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if we have 
Calcium contracts muscles, magnesium relaxes muscles. Mm -hmm. So in the dairy state, which we are, we tend to get a lot of calcium and not nearly enough magnesium to balance it out. So our muscles never relax at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. Vitamin D levels is also huge. Um, and it is involved in melatonin production. Okay. So that's the big one I know you're going for. That's the one we have the question That's on. exactly right, because vitamin D, if we have low levels, which in the state of Wisconsin, we have low levels like nine months out of the year, then our melatonin is going to be lower. If our melatonin is lower, that's what helps us to kind of quiet down yep. at night. But we just had this happen, and that's why I want to talk about this melatonin, because I think it's so important in this particular podcast. We just had a conversation with the patient the other, other week, and... The, they were saying, oh, I take melatonin to help mm -hmm. me sleep. And we said, oh, that's wonderful. And then we found out that the individual is taking the melatonin every, every single, single night. Yes. Okay. So there is not nearly enough research on this yet. And when I go back and I read all of the research, it's quite conflicting. But what I am seeing at the moment is that your body produces its own melatonin. If you are taking melatonin to help you fall asleep and you're only taking it occasionally, you're totally good. Mm -hmm. But if you are taking it regularly, you are telling your body it no longer needs to produce the melatonin. Exactly. Now you've got issues. Exactly. And that's what we, I really want to make sure that, that this was a take-home message for, for this because it was very, very important to this particular patient. And they said, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And and now that this this thought of I'm doing something good for my health, I'm taking this melatonin nightly to help me sleep yes. is actually counterproductive. Exactly, because she was still having trouble sleeping, wasn't she? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, she was, and and it was because I'm taking this every night. I think it's helping me, and I'm taking a sleep aid or I'm taking something that has some melatonin in it. Right. But then your body is not producing its own melatonin, and it is actually counterproductive to trying to keep you um, asleep. So exactly. just in incredible, incredible. Exactly. So let's see here. Sunlight. Sunlight. Sunlight, very important. So sunlight actually helps to um, get our circadian rhythms uh, in sync. Mm -hmm. Okay, so circadian rhythms, why don't we talk about that a little bit? Um, very briefly, it's the biological pattern of your body over a 24-hour period. What is supposed to happen is that our cortisol levels, which are produced by our adrenal glands, is supposed to be at a highest in the morning because cortisol wakes us up. Mm -hmm. It gets us going. So it's supposed to be at highest in the morning, and then it's supposed to taper down throughout the day. And then as it's tapering off, then melatonin is supposed to come in around 5 o'clock in the evening. And then that's supposed to ramp up because that's supposed to help you sleep. And this is in a normal sleep schedule with, with someone that works during the day and sleeps during the night. That's exactly right. Now, when we have the sunlight in there, then the sunlight that we get helps produce the vitamin D, which the vitamin D can give us energy and then it helps produce the melatonin, which in the evening then helps us sleep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes, exactly. That makes, that makes so sense. So when our circadian rhythm gets off through daylight savings time, jet lag, um, sh shift work, that can be a really, really big problem. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, so it, lots of things people can do, but then there's always that, that oddball one that people go, how does that relate? Yes. And we got to mention it. We do. Chiropractic adjustments. And how does that possibly relate to yep. sleep? Yep. I look at chiropractic adjustments as a reset button. I look, mm -hmm. at, I look at it as the reset button. And, and a long time ago, we learned the example of, of static in a, in a radio station. And so I just want everybody to think about driving their car and tuning a radio station to your favorite station, and the music is very nice and you enjoy it. 
and then tune it, and you can listen to it all day long like that. Then tune that radio station one notch up or one notch down, and it's nothing but static. Mm -hmm. You can't drive a block without being so irritated <laughs> that you want to click it back to what the radio station actually is. Exactly. So that static and that interference is in your body all day long. And so typically people who get adjusted really do sleep better, mm -hmm. and they sleep longer, and, and they are um, it's, a, it's a more... Um, uh, deep sleep for them because you clear the interference in the nerve system, which is just like taking that radio station and tuning it into the channel that has the music and not the static. Exactly. And so it's a very simple concept. If you want to sleep with static, don't get adjusted. If you want to sleep with nice music, get adjusted and it'll tune your body just like that station. And I know it's a leap for people, but it's a very important one. Well, exactly. The upper neck, the nerves that come out of our upper neck go right back up into our brain. When they get irritated, one of the things that can happen is that they become hyper active. Mm -hmm. And that's what I will usually see in the people that come in and they're like, I just can't shut my brain off at night. I just can't get it to quiet down so I can sleep. Then we find that bone out of alignment in their upper neck. We get that adjusted and the nerves are able to then calm back down again and they're able to shut that brain off when yeah. they go to sleep. So, you know, in this podcast, we, I, there was so much to cover, and we hope we didn't put you to sleep. But if it did, replay it, Wake and you, up. Can, you can play this each night before you go to bed. Um, but it was all about falling asleep and staying asleep. We talked about common sleep disorders, acute sleep deprivation, chronic deprivation, um, deficiencies, insomnia. We talked about causes, and we talked about solutions. And in the end, remember, if you're having a challenge or you're having an issue with this, please talk to us, call us, make an appointment, figure it out. We'll help you with whatever it is if you're looking for a supplemental approach or something along those lines and as always if there is someone that you know that is suffering from sleep issues uh, there were a lot of gems that dr susan brought up in the podcast here today with those essential oils and others share this with them please get this to them so that they can watch it and they can benefit from it so that everybody can have a good night's sleep because Absolutely. it really does restore the body's health and wellness and then you're not so cranky. And you don't want to be cranky. No. Absolutely. No, cranky, no, good. no, no <laughs> cranky. Um, so again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we wish you a restful night's sleep. Um, until next time, I am Dr. Patrick Frain. And I'm Dr. Susan Frain. Thank you for joining us on Hands on Health, and we look forward to seeing you next time.